0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You have passed through and entered the NFL trim zone. Last week, we talked about some week one matchups. But we had a lot to say. We only got through about, what, six or seven of them. So I've divvied out to the group tonight to go through the rest of the matchups so we can talk about what we're looking forward to in each NFL game because they are only eight days away, or by the time you're listening to this, probably a week away. So I got Wes Johnson and Cody Spears with me here tonight. Jason Bolin is off, although he might make a cameo appearance, he said. We shall see. But week one in the NFL is right around the bend, so we're going to talk about it. First, however, BetOnline is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, NFL, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and the easiest way to place all of your wagers, including live betting on your favorite casino and card games, too, available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use this promo code. While you're here, B L E A V, believe B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. It is the trend zone, folks, with week one. By the time you're listening to this, a week away, the Chiefs will host the Detroit Lions. And last week, we got uh, over ambitious and thought we'd cruise through the week one docket of games and preview them. We got through what, six or so, Uh so we're, we're back to go through the rest of the docket. We're splitting up this time. We're not going to have any more malarkey. Uh, we're going to go through, starting with the Titans and the Saints, and go all the way through Monday Night Football, which I believe Wes, is Wes on tap for that one to recap for us? I think
1: so. Uh, yep. uh, yes. yes.
0: All right, so no no further ado, the Tennessee Titans are at the New Orleans Saints. We now have Derek Carr at quarterback, and Ryan Tannehill will remain that quarterback, so it's Basically, two quarterbacks kind of doing the Spider-Man meme. What do you
2: got, Cody, for Titans Saints? Yeah, Titans Saints. At first glance, this game looks like a battle of the mid. Um, Just a few months ago, many were nailing Titans as a bottom feeder team who might just trade King Henry. I remember for a moment there was rumors that he might go to the Eagles which would have been insane. Um, but just like that, they're it's typical Titans. They're rolling it back. Plus D hop and absolutely sculpted DK Metcalf slash Debo, Samuel Frankenstein and Traylon Burks. I'm watching the unknowns for this Titan team. They do have a new offensive coordinator, but they uh, plan to still be ran through Henry. Ty J Spears and Traylon Burks will be the secret sauce for this team. Henry will be game planned against, but Ty J is the perfect lightning complement to take advantage of a gassed defense and Burks looks to have transformed this summer. If he just gets healthy, he's someone who could definitely bully single coverage and play like a Debo Samuel role on the perimeter. Uh, with the saints, they have so much mid that they might be good. When you truly <laughs> look at this roster, they are solid with about a middle ranking at each position. They don't have any glaring weaknesses and their best strength is maybe not having any weaknesses when, uh I'm watching Jawan Johnson in this one, the tight end. How is he? How he is used will determine the usage and the target share of Olave and Michael Thomas and the running backs as well. If Jawan Johnson, uh, or my bad, Jawan Johnson is a converted wide receiver who has really come into his own in the weight room this summer and has reportedly had a great rapport with Derek Carr. The Saints have a stout defense and a soft schedule, so if each player can just do their job here, this is a playoff team. I'm also keeping an eye on Kendra Miller here. He has three weeks to show us that he needs a role. Pretty similar situation to when Alvin Kamara came into the league and Alvin Kamara was behind Mark Ingram and Adrian Peterson. And then it took him about three weeks to also (laughs) flash and catch hold. And Kendra Miller has the talent to where if he just gets the opportunity, I fully believe this is a slashing type running back who can take the workload.
0: I don't know if we ever nailed you down for this, probably, but reiterate to the group. I'm going to put you on the spot because there were so many what we considered awesome running backs coming out of this class who are like, I guess, the four that are going to end up, you know, having an 11 yard seat, 1100 yard season before their
2: career is over. Uh, you definitely got Bijan. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jameer Gibbs will. I don't think that Zach Charbonnet will uh, Kendra Miller. I do think he will. Okay, and honestly, at this point, Ty J Spears. If anything happens to Derrick Henry in the next two or three seasons, okay. I think that the tie-ins are just a little bit ridiculous enough to keep running it back through another running back. Mm-hmm. And then, um, let's see. There you like other... Roshon, but maybe not that much. Oh yeah, um, you know, that's a hot take. One, I think <laughs> Roshan I think Roshon could get there. He's someone who does show. Um, third down and pass catching prowess. And he's a pass blocker and a coaches guy. And he's also on a team that I think the bears are a little stubborn and um, their guys. Yeah. And if Roshan just becomes one of those, I think he could really take off. I'm also not a big believer in Justin Fields. So I'm assuming he won't be there forever either. <laughs> uh, while Justin mm-hmm. Fields is there, I don't think they'll have a thousand yard. Okay. By. I believe um, during the draft lead up and even after the draft, wasn't it correct
0: that you weren't very high on Dwayne McBride?
2: Oh no, I wasn't.
0: Yeah, and you were vindicated this week, dude. Couldn't even make a 53 man roster for a team that needed desperately
2: yeah, that's, a WRB three. That actually surprised me today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he made the practice squad. Yeah, that. Well, that he got waived at all.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah, well, if you watch the preseason games, he looked like a st- stiff most of the time, even though he scored twice. But that's 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 for the Vikings podcast that we know and love. Uh, the saints are favored by three, a standard home field advantage for the most part.
2: Uh, money or excuse me, point spread West. Yes, I got one more of those. I had to look up a list real quick, so I want to make sure Mm -hmm. everybody got their due, uh, keep an eye out for Sean Tucker from Tampa Bay. I mean, I've been, I've, I've kind of dropped his name, maybe not so much on the podcast, but at least. And my circles, uh, mm-hmm. undrafted running back, fell due to heart failure. I had him as my, <laughs> or not heart failure, heart conditions, my bad. <laughs> I was reading while I was talking. That's one reason but, to um, fall. Uh, <laughs> but no, this is someone, I, he was he was like my sixth ranked rookie running back. I was completely shocked that he went undrafted. Um, I've tried to pick him up everywhere. Unfortunately, Wes picked him up in Dynastic U. <laughs> I was all trying to move players so I could pick them up. And then I, the trade went through and I went to go look for him and Wes already picked yeah, him up. Yeah, he does that. Because that's what Wes does. Yep. <laughs> Just like he picked up Ivan Pace Jr. in both our IDP leagues. <laughs> <That's what> he <laughs> before does. he was even a thing. This was like OTAs. Oh yeah. He was he, before he, that.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so normally on this next game, Wes, I would say it's one of the coolest matches of the week, but in your writings and in your uh, verbal musings, you're not high on the Steelers. Uh, nevertheless, tell us about San Francisco at Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to uh, zag where I've previously zigged. Mm-hmm. This one, I I think uh, the Steelers will take it. Um, I think there is a lot of work for the 49ers to have done before they're ready to be the team that they have been. Uh, and it all starts up front with the Nick Bosa contract. Uh, there's still no work on that front in terms of them coming to a deal. Uh, I'm I'm thinking that it, it'll run into at least the first week of the season. Uh without a deal being made even if a deal is made it it might take a a game for him to work back into uh the general flow of things um same for Brock Purdy Brock Purdy is, has been recovering from uh elbow sh- uh shoulder surgery um and that that might take a little bit of time for him to get back into the flow of things i, I think the San Francisco offense will be dynamic this year i'm I'm excited to see kind of what it brings from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, We got glimpses of it last year, um, albeit with certain components injured. I don't think we got to see too much of Kittle, Debo, and McCaffrey uh, on the field at the same time. I think it was something like 50 snaps or something. Uh, So having all those components together with an offseason to – uh, study that'll be something I'm I'm looking forward to in this game and in uh the the games moving forward uh on the Pittsburgh side this defense has been revamped mm-hmm. um I I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with um TJ watt he's healthy um I forget the the other guy on the other end High uh, hi Highsmith, yes, Alex Highsmith.
2: He, and and Herbig, the rookie's been showing up too. Yeah.
1: Herbig, yeah. So i I think they have guys that they're just going to be sending. And I look for this team to have a high sack count. Um, oh, they always
0: do. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and then the uh, offensively, uh, they really came into their own in the second half of the season. Um, Kenny Pickett seemed to get more comfortable. Uh, he gets another year in this offense. Uh, George Pickens seems to be exploding onto the scene. Uh, I don't think he separates that well, but he, it doesn't seem to matter for him. He just de- He just uh, mosses the guy uh, next to him and, <laughs> and, and takes it from there. But uh, yeah, I, I like Pittsburgh to win at home in this game. Uh, I think, like i said, 49ers will take a a minute or two for them to to get back into the flow of things. I'm back in Pittsburgh, too.
0: I've known Wes uh, for, let's see... About three years, a little over three years now, and usually he says he'll recommend advice in terms of betting advice, and then it will work. But if he uses it on himself, then it's no good. Uh, I'm, I bring this up because the 49ers are two and a half point favorites on the road. So uh, if you're into that sort of thing, take the Steelers and take the points or take the money line. Either one, you'll be you'll be just fine. Um, I inadvertently assign myself the shittiest game of the, the week and one of the shittiest games of the year, at least on paper. And that's the Cardinals at the Commanders. Um, this there is nothing inspiring about this game whatsoever, um, unless you're a Sam Howell fan and you want to see how he looks out of the gate. It sounds like over the past couple of weeks, they have been impressed by Sam Howell. And then on the Cardinals end, it's actually laughable how much they are visibly tanking and getting away with it that, you know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, they're tanking. And it's it's strange to do that with the team that has Kyler Murray on the roster. But I'm, I'm starting to wonder, like, when will we see him? Because I think he's already out indefinitely. All of the roster moves that they've made, whether that's getting rid of Isaiah Simmons for a seventh rounder, uh, all the roster moves they've made have said, like, yep, yeah, we don't really care about this season. And they're glimpsing into 2024. And beyond that, I don't even know what this roster and this plan, if it's going to be ready for next year. Uh, but my biggest takeaway from this game, the Cardinals at the Commanders, is that the team that loses is in the early driver's seat for the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Uh, because that team will have the the tiebreaker in a good way if they lose. Um now Washington may not be that bad, but I just don't know how this Howell thing will work out. It you know in a league quarterback uh league driven by quarterbacks, starting your season with that guy seems a little risky. All
2: right, Texans at Ravens. Cody. Uh, yeah, Texans on Ravens. Most eyes are going to be on Baltimore's new look offense, but Houston is another team that really interests me this season. How comfortable will C.D. Stroud be in this one? Will we find out who the lead playmaker for the Houston's pass game is? And I also expect Damian Pierce to be the X, X Factor here on his way to a Pro Bowl campaign, at least. Uh, The run-pass ratio, to me, will be very fascinating to see in week one. What do the Texans do with uh, an actual quarterback? I I think Damian Pierce is going to go ham this season. I I think we're talking about Damian Pierce as a a, at least second-round startup pick next year. I mean, I I was talking about him a a couple months ago about how – His overall numbers are kind of skewed because of his injuries in the game situations and the fact that they only scored 29 touchdowns total last year with the Texans. And I think Devin Singletary is just a pure handcuff. So I'm excited to see Damian Pierce in this one. Let's see if this Texans offense looks any better. The offense coordinator is supposed to be better. Um, And then hopefully Nico Collins takes that next step because he's really the only receiver that stands out in that room. And then with the Ravens, I'm really curious to see how pro-style this offense in Baltimore really is. What are the Ravens doing? They're going to ask Lamar to do something he hasn't shown that he's good at, and that's playing in a pro-style offense. He hasn't shown that since his Louisville days. He's been in kind of gimmicky offenses so far to his career. Let's see if he can go out and truly ascend to another level. Yeah. Um, when playing out of his comfortable two tight end, two backs, power formations, he has been exposed as a passer before in the past. It's just not his strength. Baltimore is going to play into it for better or for worse. Remember when Dan Snyder and RG three went against mobile plays and Mike Shanahan in 2013 Carolina for cam. He finished as QB 17, despite having the highest pass attempts of his career. That's cam Newton. also is JK Dobbins all in which wide receiver is the alpha. Um, uh, for me, I'm I'm completely out on, just to answer those questions, I'm completely out on J.K. JK Dobbins. The whole situation's kind of weird for me. Um, you're talking about um, higher authorities telling him not to get surgery or to get surgery on his knee, getting late surgery, doing the hold-in, and then the Ravens, how they're going to deploy their backs this year. I think it's going to be completely ambiguous backfield. As for the receivers – It's easy to count out Odo Beckham Jr., especially whenever it looks like he might only be there for one year. Uh, Everybody's rightfully so very excited about Zay Flowers. Um, I was kind of on the fence on him, but the hype train is completely out of control on this dude. (laughs) He does have like the shortest arms you can imagine. But besides that, that's really the only only knock against him. He's like just a little ball of muscle. Um, Shout out to Rashad Bateman. He's one of my favorites this year. Uh, But, yeah, with these two games, we're looking to see is is Lamar Jackson back to that twenty eight point three fantasy points per game MVP best fantasy player ever from twenty eighteen. Or and also is CJ Stroud look the part because we've all been curious, you know, once things don't go his way like they did at Ohio State, how's that going to go for him?
0: You did a good job of making this game sound equitable because this is the largest point spread of the week. The Ravens are supposed to win by 10. And if I listen to you, which I did intently, it actually got me excited to watch it. So <laughs> it's a nice work. You undercover Texans
2: agent. Uh, Houston, <laughs> Damian the Houston Pierce is a, is a dude, yeah. man. I'm telling <laughs> you all.
0: Uh, Wes, Green Bay at Chicago. Sorry I stuck you with this garbage fest.
1: Yeah, no, no, no It's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hate, like hate the divisional foe. Uh, first off, though, Cody, how dare you besmirch Robert Woods, USC great <laughs> wide receiver? There, I thought you were about in to come Houston. at me for
2: J.K. Dobbins for a <laughs> second because I saw that <laughs> trade a couple weeks
1: ago. <laughs> um, so back on to Green Bay and Chicago. Uh, Green Bay, Green Bay plays at Chicago. Uh, Chicago is notoriously a, a tough place to play for any divisional foe. Uh, mainly the Vikings. Um but a Green Bay Packers team without Aaron Rodgers, uh, we kind of get to see what this team is. They spent a lot of draft capital on defense the last two or three seasons. Um, their defense should now be positioned to carry this team while Jordan Love works his way through, you know growing pains as as a quarterback. Uh, they have a young wide receiver core. There's going to be mistakes on routes, uh, mistakes on reads by Jordan Love. I I think this Bears team, they loaded up on the defensive side this offseason. I think that they will do enough. They will force turnovers and sloppy play from Green Bay. Uh, I think they will emerge with the the W in this one uh, and keep home field advantage. Uh, and then we'll get to see how this Chicago offense is. Does Justin Fields take that next step? Uh, everybody's saying he added or they added DJ more in the offseason. Uh The history, recent history has shown you get a young quarterback and you add a, Primary wide receiver, and they take off. You you have Josh Allen that you can look at. Um, last year, who who took off? Uh, uh, Tua, Jalen Hurts, Tua, Tua and Jalen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I mean, there's there's a, a formula that these GMs are are following, yeah. and we'll see if it happens in Chicago. But uh, I I have Chicago in this game at home. Uh with a win over Green Bay.
0: Yeah, the the Bears are favored by one and a half,
2: which is really weird to see Packers, Bears,
0: weird. and the Bears. Yeah, in week one. I would especially.
2: get in, I would get in on that one too. I do want to say this is kind of weird, but I'm pretty in on the Packers. <laughs> I'm, uh I'm also out on the Bears. I think that the division's gonna be kind of pretty close to how it was last year. Um, mm. as I mean, Bears fans are gonna hate me for this, but I think that they're still last in the division and they will be. I think the hype is kind of undeserved and a little ahead of schedule. Yeah, I think
0: they'll see. I think they'll realize that. I think they're just really excited that stuff happened. And Mm -hmm. then most people think Fields is going to be the Hurts or the Josh Allen or whatever the next big, big
2: step. But it's got to go out there and happen. Yeah. The main thing for me is the Lions. Like they're the they're the X factor. I could see Mm -hmm. the Lions having eight wins again but also I could see them being one of those surprise teams to where, yeah, people, where how the hell are they? 12, 12 wins. Plus I think the Vikings I'm biased. will make the playoffs, but I think Jordan loves a dude. I think that he can play quarterback. He's probably for sure for me. Top 16. I think I would take Jordan love over Derek Carr. Sadly, yeah. I agree
0: with the, the Packers stuff. I have them in my uh, wild card. I think in the sixth seed uh, <laughs> sneaking in there. Cause I just refuse to believe that they're dead. Uh, All right, I'm going to go quickly now. Uh, The Raiders at the Broncos, you can mark me down as an individual who thinks that the Broncos truly do get back on track. That doesn't mean they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I don't think they're going to be a joke any longer. I think they'll reach the postseason uh, for the first time since 2015, and I think the party gets started in this game because they're at home. They're against the division foe. I think you'll get a glimpse of what Sean Payton can do to restore the Broncos to at least respectability. I think they end up beating the Raiders by about seven to ten points and we'll on monday morning going yeah yeah maybe maybe peyton can fix this thing on the fly um and then let's see here the broncos are favored by four so it kind of aligns with the the take that i have there all right uh in about two minutes or less for each one because we're getting up against it philadelphia at new england cody
2: How are we already getting up against it? Yeah, it flies. All right. uh, So for the Eagles and Pats, this is a short one for me. Who's the starting running back here? No, wait. Just how is this running back madness going to play out in Philadelphia? They could use any one of these guys and be successful. Well, Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) I've been saying his name on this show since I first got on this show. Uh, Are the Eagles just too good? Crazy to me that they got three picks in the top 64 next year as well. Just how unfair is this defense? Um, So I know to stay away from them in future matchups. And then another thing is I expect Jalen Hurts to be, to have just as good of a year as he did last year. And then with new England, I'm a bigger new England fan than most. I think that the understatement or I I think that Billy O'Brien returning to new England could not be understated more. Mm -hmm. Like it's, this is a move that's going so under the radar and like in the underdog dress I'm in, these, all of the New England players go way too late. and mm-hmm. People are sleeping. It tells me people are sleeping on them. Mac Jones is an RPO god, and it'll be nice to see that his re- uh, that return to this New England offense th- to see them use more RPOs. I want to see Ramondre Stevenson get elite usage despite the signing of Zeke Elliott. And I don't want to see Zeke on one single passing down. <laughs> also, let's shock the world and show them that Hunter Henry is still the dude in New England that he was tied in 34 on underdog while Josecki was tied in 22 just three weeks ago. Now they're swapped. Hunter Henry is now tied in 25. (laughs) Josecki is tied in 34. People are getting back to their right state of mind. Let's keep it trending this way. Hunter Henry is the second highest paid tight end in all of the league. So, I mean, the fact that people were taking him outside the top 32 tight ends was asinine to me. Yeah, that's nuts. The uh, Eagles are only favored by three and a half here so it's kind think, of surprising yeah that
0: shows you that sports books tend to agree with you that the Patriots aren't dead and you know who would who would really just call them dead dead with Belichick there as the mad scientist West Miami at Los Angeles should be offensive firepower
1: it definitely should uh Miami lost uh their second corner uh this time for the season uh, so they are hurting on the outside this Vic fangio defense is gonna gonna need some help I I saw something yesterday. It was uh, Vic Fangio defense works if you have this. And then it just kept <laughs> yeah, adding. I saw that too. But, and if you have this. And if you have this. <laughs> um, uh, I'm interested to see how uh, Tua's jiu-jitsu training translates. Uh, he took uh, jiu-jitsu in the offseason to practice how he falls so that he isn't falling on his head and getting concussed. Uh, So that'll be interesting to see. And ultimately, I think Miami walks out of this game with the victory and so begets the long, steady decline of the Chargers this season and the ultimate uh, replacement of Staley at the uh, end of the season.
2: Could not disagree more. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this, this sounds like uh skip and shannon from a, two months ago <laughs> i just think the chargers are going to be going towards an m p p bid i mean i think they're they going to do damage and i'm out on the dolphins and wes is a closet dolphins fan so just, <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't deny it i was worried to defend him and say no, I don't think he <laughs> he's all like him, but... caught, he's all caught red-handed like yeah, yeah you got <laughs> although i do i do like to i'm not a dolphins hater because of two i just i don't really i don't know Seems a little like flagged football. I know that's a lazy answer, but um, they might get figured out this year. What is Vegas? Vegas awesome. has Vegas
0: had ch- uh, Chargers by three, which pretty pretty standard right in the middle there. I think home field advantage is now like two two and a half um, for sports books usually. Um, but we are on to. I think got a little bit more time on this one because we did motor motor through those three. So kudos to us he Rams. Us. <laughs> Rams
2: at Seahawks, the one you wanted to talk about, sir. Sweet. So um let me preface this by saying that my Super Bowl prediction comes with this. Uh I, my first half for this year, last year I had um Bills and Chargers. This year for the show. I have Steelers who we talked about earlier, thought about dropping it there. Wow. But I got Steelers Seahawks. I think that'd be a real fun little repeat there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know it's it's kind of a bold take, but still I'm really in on the Seahawks. And I think the Steelers, they they don't have any excuses why they couldn't put it together. I mean, yeah, AFC counterparts, but every other team has that as well. Anyways, on the LA Rams and the Seahawks. Is Stafford Cup and Donald really going to be enough to do something? I'm watching Stafford in this one. Our last big time memory of him is winning a Super Bowl, but we also forget that he has some hidden warts. He had 25 interceptions in his last 26 games and was averaging only 230 yards per game last year. Good for bottom half ranks while also being in the top half of the league in sacks. This is a guy who never gets the credit when it's due. And I'm talking bad credit. I mean, he gets undeserved good credit. But I mean, if quarterbacks around the league were to do stuff like this, this, if Jordan Love were to have those lines that I just said, Mm -hmm. he would be benched. Uh, He (laughs) wouldn't be celebrated like Matthew Stafford would be. Uh, This Rams team is Devoid of talent outside of those three. So I want to see what Matthew Stafford Cooper Cup have left in the tank. Is Cup going to obliterate the targets record for a season? Cup was two targets off of Antonio Brown's record of 193 in 2021 when he was Offensive Player of the Year. I think that Cup can break that record. And then on to the Seahawks. The Seahawks are my adopted team for 2023. 2022 was the Jaguars. And like the Jaguars, I'm picking Seattle to win their division. I don't think that it will be close. I think that the 49ers are going to take a step back, kind of like what Wes was alluding to, that things are just kind of maybe not going to break the way that 49er hopefuls are are hoping for. Um, The Seahawks are loaded, and I want to see what Charbonnet and JSN bring to this team. They're rookies in the first and second round. Charbonnet should finish as the Seahawks RB1 in fantasy points by the end of the year due to his efficiency in the passing game and goal line situations. JSN and DK Metcalf are the perfect partners in to- terms of their archetypes. And Lockett can be the featured guest to, to this show at any <laughs> any week. I mean, Lockett could play as good as DK Metcalf and JSN are for each other. Like, you literally couldn't design better partners. Lockett is the per- perfect third partner because he could play anywhere on the field and be successful at it. Um, let's see. I'm I'm watching all of them in this one, but... I want to see Lockett be the key here. If if they use Lockett successfully, he unlocks everything else in this offense. He should eat on one versus one situations. Geno Smith for Dark Horse MVP. I mean, I got Justin Herbert for MVP, but Geno Smith has a type of character profile and story in the league to where if he were to have another season like he did last year, but it was on par with some of the more elite quarterbacks in the league, which he absolutely can in this vacuum of an elite offense. I think Geno Smith has a chance at an MVP. That's something that a lot of people would vote for just to not give it to Mahomes. Yeah. And then um, let's see. And and then shout out to the defense too. They made great additions with safety Julian Love and the return of Bobby Wagner. They drafted cornerback Devin Witherspoon, fifth overall, and outside linebacker Derek Hall in the second round to go with their stellar group from last year. Jamal Adams is returning as well. I can't wait to watch this game. And the You know, national media might not be all about it, but mm-hmm. let's not forget to mention the Rams here are starting like two <laughs> dudes on defense that anybody knows. <laughs> it, the whole thing is going to be super fascinating for me. You should be seeing a bully and a basement team going at it.
0: The The primary reason why I enjoy your Seahawks take isn't necessarily that I agree with it. It's that when you look at the NFC, Um, If you assume that the Eagles take a step back like most Super Bowl runner-ups do, and then you assume that the 49ers will run into some sort of rocky road at quarterback because that's what they always do, then after those two teams, it really opens up. I'm going to talk about the Cowboys in just a second. Uh, We like the Vikings, but I mean does anybody else not really but if if you can get over the hump and you start to align playoff matchups like if you do your NFL standings and then you say all right this, this team versus this team once you somehow get over the eagles and the 49ers this bastard is wide open yep. and yep and i think it, and that you cannot say that about the afc that is the weird part uh, so I, I, I I'm hoping it's the Vikings that does the thing, but I really think it's prime territory for somebody to emerge. And that brings me to Dallas, who some, some will think roster talent suggests they should be able to, um, but I'll start with, I'll start on Dallas. The only thing that separates me from picking them to be that team as they have that same association as the Vikings now nationally, if the Vikings are doing well, or even locally uh, in Minnesota, we're going to say, "Yep," but they're going to find a way to mess it up. That's what that's what's always happened for sixty, blob sixty three years, sixty two years, and that's what uh, we kind of feel in our bones when things start to go right. Is oh god, how are they going to screw this one up? The same thing goes for the Cowboys once they get into the playoffs every year. I can count on them doing something stupid to prevent them from being the team that they were thirty years ago. And I don't know why it would change this year. They didn't get a new head coach. That guy, Mike McCarthy, is going to do something stupid with when everything's on the line. And we're going to be right back to where we were thinking, oh, wow, look at that roster. That just looks great. And one of these days, Dak's going to get over the hump. And then it never happens. On the other hand, for New York, we've spent all offseason just really pounding the drum as loud as possible on the Lions because they're so fun. And then the Bears, the next big thing, because is just ready to become Jalen Hurts all over again. The opposite has happened to the Giants. We're just like sports books experts, they're all like, yeah, they're probably going to eight and nine, eight, nine, seven, ten. They act like the Giants last year really were kind of an accident. And I don't understand why in Brian Dable's second year that he wouldn't get the benefit of the doubt to, you know, to make Daniel Jones even better in year two. And they got Darren Wall in the middle of the field. And they've been quietly adding these defensive players like Isaiah S- Simmons that I mentioned earlier. They've got a pretty good team. Uh, so I think uh, in week one here, I like an upset if you want to call it that. I think the Giants will find a way in this rivalry game to win the thing, and the Cowboys are four-point favorites as of right now. Wes, you are tasked with taking us off the air with Monday Night Football, and you have four minutes on Bill's Jets.
1: Monday Night Football. Monday, September 11th, we get a Monday Night Football game in New York, in New York City, Mm -hmm. featuring one upstate New York team in the Buffalo Bills, and a revamp rejuvenated New York J E T S jets, jets, jets team that now bring in Aaron Rodgers. They, they come in fresh off of hard knocks. Um, <laughs> uh, this team is l- loaded offense defense. They brought in Dalvin cook. Uh, they have Brees hall back from injury, uh, rookie of the year. Garrett Wilson's entering his second season. They added some components along the defense. Uh, Will McDonald looks like he's going to be a beast. Uh, the Bills, the Bills, they showed an Achilles' heel last year. They had difficulty playing against teams with winning records. Um, injury bug caught up to them. Uh, they still won't have Von Miller for the first four weeks of the season. Um, they were able to add some components on on the defensive side. Uh the offense will continue to to be the machine that it is, but I'm I'm worried about the production from Josh Allen. He in some of those closer games, he seems to take a dip on uh production and take risks or expose the ball uh to turnovers when uh he really should be taking care of the ball. Um, I'm looking forward to see how they deploy, uh, Dalton Kincaid. Uh, ultimately I think this one will go to the home team, New York jets. And, uh, so will um, embark the jets through the super bowl mania that I'm sure will, (laughs) um, carry on throughout the season.
0: Oh yeah. If they get that one out of the gate and, uh, yeah, if you think that works, not me, but if you think the world is excited about Jets now, wait until they beat the Bills week one, then it'll be it'll be really ratcheted up. <clears throat> All right. Next week, assuming uh Jason Bowen joins us, what we're gonna do, because we will be on the eve of week one when the Chiefs play the Lions, we're gonna go through uh even though Cody teased his, he can explain it in depth again. We're gonna go through Super Bowl matchups, predictions, MVP picks, and then one big surprise a piece from the 2023 season that is your prediction so a bold prediction whatever you want to call it that folks aren't talking about as of yet but gentlemen that's all we got for this uh, pre week one adep- episode next week we'll be, uh, we'll be back and we'll be less than 24 hours away from football
2: okay. you guys have a wonderful week all right uh, one more thing yeah it's almost your last chance to go draft Brandon I <laughs> <laughs> he's an eternalist Yep. All right, you guys have a great week. All right, Bye. all right. Later. 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 Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a 5-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.